In 2021, Talk About It Outdoors partnered with an industry-leading brand that has stamped its name on the outdoor industry. Cruiser Saddles in itself stands on perfection, and with every climb we make, we elevate ourselves above the rest. In addition to a support to our hunting journey, the men and women behind Cruiser believe in the same principles of life as us. Faith, family, and the blessings of being better as they go in every sit. If your desire to pursue your passions one step ahead of the rest, go ahead and get in the best. Check them out on all the socials or head over to their website at www.cruiser.com. That's C-R-U-Z-R.com. And tell them to talk about it outdoors, boys, and Chasing Weekends sent you their way. The journey of life has a unique way of being able to create tried and true friendships as we go. In forming those relationships, oftentimes good things come to follow. Talk About It Outdoors is proudly supported by Cal Hardy of Arrowhead Land Company. Cal is the leading broker over Georgia and is happy to assist you with finding the place where you can call home. With vast knowledge and an understanding of the ever-evolving real estate market and a unique old-school approach to everything he does, he exemplifies what it means to treat others like you'd want to be treated. Don't settle for being just another number in a phone. Choose Cal Hardy for all your land, home, and commercial real estate needs and become a part of his family. We sure are blessed to have him as a part of ours. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, or give him a call at 770-296-2163. Step back to the times when a feed store was more than just that, and the people inside smiled with friendly faces and provided a place for a talk on life, as well as all your essential farm, livestock, and pet needs. Cherokee Feed the Seed located in Ball Ground, Georgia, with an additional location in Gainesville, are the hometown supplier of all your cattle, equine, and pet needs, with the added addition of being able to keep your deer herd healthy with protein and minerals. They also carry an assortment of hunting blinds and gear, and you can rest easy knowing the people that support local ball clubs and children's sports are who your hard-earned money is going to. The people here greet you with a handshake and a smile, and Cherokee Feed and Seed give more than just a product. They give you a welcome that'll make you return time and time again. Stop in next time you're in the area and tell them you're part of the Talk About It Outdoors family. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. 
Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. You can't say get off my feet, Nick. You ready? Let's go. All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors. Coming to you from the Cruiser Saddle Studio, Nicholas Wilson, Alex DeBoard, Mr. Tyler Moore is joining us tonight. We're going to do a recap of the bow shoot, the second annual Talk About It Outdoors event we held this past weekend, do a little recap of the Birmingham World Deer Expo, and we're going to talk about some future things we've got coming up for you. Y'all pull up a chair instead of a while. This is going to be a fun one. Nicholas, trade season's over, our event is over, and it is deer season in the headlights. How you doing, brother? Good, man. How about you? I am tired. It's taken me, you know, I I had a little bit of a, I guess, a a layover from yesterday. Didn't really have a whole lot. Well, I didn't really feel that bad when I woke up yesterday morning, but I tell you what, today is like I was really, really jet-lagged. Yeah, I don't know why. I wonder if anybody ever found uh, Ricky Bayham's arrow. Is it still moving clean on past? It, it might be clean to Calhoun by now. Charlie Ricochet, he took the clearest path of resistance. We'll get into all that, the fun that we had this past weekend here shortly. But uh, what's the what is the the latest on your deer season plans? What is the what does opening weekend look like for you At, right now? I want to get it kicked off. I ain't wasting no time going into it. What is opening day looking like for Nick? As of now, two twenty one to four forty one to I eighty five North. We'll be headed back from the beach. Are you headed yeah. back from the beach that yeah. day? Oh wow! I, I had forgot about that. Well, is it disappointing for you to miss that hot, sweaty day? Not really. Not I really. I got some deer uh, daylighting on camera, mainly afternoons. Um, but I, I think I can probably get in there Sunday afternoon. I'll be back on Saturday, hopefully taking some photos of uh, a buck. From one of our team members, yeah, that's uh, strutting one around. Who is that? Oh, Hollywood. Yeah, oh, Hollywood. Oh, sweet thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kitty Patootie. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna look good sweating in that Sitka there on the top of that tree. I told him. I said, I hope you got some cool weather gear because I ain't wearing Sitka. Now, does he know that if he takes this buck, he can't post this buck to any social media until we get the video put together? Does he is he aware of that? No, yeah, you probably ain't told him that yet. <laughs> we could tease it like we did Illinois, you know, kind of tease some horns sure, like or whatever. I, we can do that. Oh, he'll be wanting to post it right then. Put it on the story. Put it on the story. <laughs> of course, I would be too, because if, if we can get it done opening weekend on that buck, it would be his personal best deer ever. Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't be. If it's anything like the pictures is on the ground, it's going to be big. That's so. an old deer. I think so. Five and a half. Big body look, deer. I was looking at those pictures he sent me last night, and that thing's back is just swayed down. 
big time. And, and I don't know. <clears throat> he's probably four and a half, five-year-old deer. I don't know. I hope he gets it. He's got several coming in there. I know they're like clockwork in the afternoon. So I hope he gets it to come together. I said, why don't you take your son over there? I ain't taking my son over there. I'm going to kill that buck. That's my biggest one. I said, well, there you go, you old stingy ass. <laughs> you know, he told me that he wanted to bring or me to bring my bow with me because we've got he's got multiple bucks coming in there and i told him that i'm not doing that i want to focus that whole weekend on something that i i never really planned on doing but i want to film i want to make it about the i'm going to take my i got my new camera my new photography camera whatever dslr i'm going to take it and i'm going to film with my normal Mm -hmm. video camera but I'm going to have my GoPros and everything else along with it, and I just want to focus on that. Well, I hope y'all get it all on footage, footage and if you don't, I wouldn't let it slow me down. Oh, I ain't, ain't going <laughs> to slow me down a bit. because I'm. He better be, be slinging one. He, but he, you know what I told him today, too, and I, I know he's been under the weather a little bit. He ain't feeling too great. <laughs> I told him that he, bet, he better get over there, and he better get up in that cruiser saddle, and he better get to slinging some arrows. And get comfortable with that thing. It's going to take a little while to get comfortable with it. And it's going to be a little bit different shooting three or four feet off the ground versus shooting 10 or 12, 15 feet, however high he decides to get. Speaking of cruiser saddles, what about that platform? Dude, Justin dummy right on that one. Son, I am I am thrilled to see you have that. Absolutely amazing work. It's already an amazing piece of equipment, but what amazing detail that he put into that thing by dipping it. I mean, it looks amazing. And for him to do that for you, that's that's pretty cool. Probably wouldn't take a dime of money, would he? No, he would not. Did you see that one he done for Chad? I did. Dude, that looked good too. Um, but no, opening weekend is going to be pretty quick for me. I was going to ask you guys, you get you getting any um, pictures on your trail camera? Very slow. Trail camera is very slow for me. I'm a little disappointed. I always seem to get a decent amount of deer on camera early on. This year, it's just you know two and a half, three and a half year old bucks, maybe. 90 100 inch eight pointers is all i'm getting and i'm a little disappointed going out of 2021 the season i had a couple of really nice deer on camera the big one i was chasing of course got killed uh late late season uh, oh copper he's just he's just <laughs> hanging out over here tyler you're encouraging him to jump up in your lap you can't do that but that's something right there that i've thought about with him you know running out he's he likes to ride on the ranger with me um getting him to not want to do that i'm gonna have to put him in his cage and let him out and he's fine with that he does good in it but i tell you it's uh it's gonna be an exciting year for us to talk about it outdoors the partnership and the opportunities to to work with cruiser has changed a lot of the narrative um of course going into a lot of the things that we're doing we're not changing a whole lot other than that but if you think about it that's a that's really a big deal to go into saddle hunting absolutely the mobile game is something it's kind of a it's something that's here to stay mm-hmm. i don't think it's going to be something that fades very quickly we talked about that with chad when they were in town and the opportunity to be able to move around in a bunch of different ways i think it's going to be something kind of cool to do um of course i ran the you know the lone wolf stuff and and still running it this year and and i think it's going to be it's going to be a mixture for me. I'm still mm-hmm. going to hunt out of my stand, but the filming aspect of it, I told Cody, I said, I need to get in a tree and, and practice filming. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not, it's no different than practicing shooting out of it. The setup, climbing up that tree, getting, you know, comfortable to where I'm not having to move around a lot. Cause 
where we're hunting at is going to be a tight quarter area, and so I don't want to be moving around much, and and I want to be prepared to try to put something together for that. Yeah, and I hope some of our new listeners that have purchased saddles from Cruiser or any other company out there, from whatever, and I know I've said this before, but just take, be patient with it, and that's what I, I want to be patient too, and so I'm, I'm speaking for myself most off. I want to get up there and be patient. You know, just like Rendell said on that episode, go go hunt early season even if you you don't have bucks daylight or deer that you want to shoot go up there and play with your gear and get comfortable with it to see how you want to set maybe you are filming maybe you're not filming but you can go up there and figure out how you need to set that platform up or how you need to set that camera arm up so when you do go to that one weekend out of town out of state you're ready to execute and you know how things are going to fall you know we talk about trail cameras and not having deer on camera and i often think about that we're really hunting the past when you when you see that trail camera picture. Mm-hmm. It's already happened. You know he's in the area, but you're already hunting something that's already went by. I want to kind of play the the role of going in there and being there the first time he comes by that camera. And I think that's something, back to our youth, we didn't have trail cameras. I mean, you think back 20 years ago, what I remember the first one I ever got. Do you remember the first trail camera you ever got? I do. I still have it. Well, I I don't have mine. I traded it in. They had that trade-in program mm-hmm. years ago. You could do it Bass Pro, and I traded that old joker in. But Mike Morris gave me a 35-millimeter. You had the 35-millimeter camera that you snapped yeah. in. It run on eight D-cell batteries, needed a trailer to haul it to the woods. I mean, that joker was heavy. It was a log chain you put around the tree. You didn't have a strap. You had to have a chain mm-hmm. to the tree. But it was heavy. It was bulky. And I remember putting that thing out thinking, man, I can't wait to get this. Why? I didn't get nothing but squirrels and leaves blowing by. They were sensitive as could be. And the technology has changed so drastically, we find it so much easier to use a camera. I mean, now they'll send it to your phone. You don't got to go to Walmart and get them developed. I mean, you get a whole box of pictures. And I probably still got some of those 35-millimeter pictures. Yeah, but with that being said, too, I'll tell you something I've noticed. I have cameras here. I probably have... Five cameras, five cell cameras, six cell cameras put out in Georgia, and I have two in Illinois. We can't supplemental feed in front of those cameras. Right. Where I have those cameras, I'm not really getting pictures right now. I'm getting a few does here and there, but not not a lot. So do you think that camera, where you have your camera out in Georgia, and this goes for anybody listening to this, Maybe we need to worry about putting those cameras where those deer are going to be at instead of where we want them at. I had a conversation today with with Dan DeWitt, and he's going to be coming on on a show very soon with us. And he he, I told him I said I'm going to mention this on the on the show tonight because we're going to be talking about trail cameras and preparing for opening day. But Dan said, "Do you think trail cameras hurt you hunting?" I said, "Well, I think they make me less, you know, a little bit less of a hunter." And he said, well, you got them on a feeder, right? Because you can feed in Georgia. I said, yeah. He said, you ever get many daylight pictures once season gets going? And I was like, no, not really. I said, you know, every once in a while I might catch one. The mock scrape and where I'm going to go into 2023 with the mock scrape. And we're going to talk very, very deeply with Dan about this. How I'm going to set up is totally different than anything I ever would have dreamed because I've studied people's ideas of it, and I'm taking a little bit of, and I'm not going to go into it tonight because we'll have this episode with Dan dropped out before mm-hmm. season starts, but I'm going to set up differently than I ever have before. And 
I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and kind of tease that a little bit. If you want to hear more about that, make sure you look for the episode to drop with Dan DeWitt and Old Indian Tricks because it's it's gonna be a very interesting concept for me to do that. I'm not gonna set up hunting that feeder like mm-hmm. I've done in the past. I'm gonna hunt those mock scrapes, and I think. I don't know. I can't prove this because it's never been tried by me. It's been tried by others. But I think that it's going to be the key for me to kill my personal best buck in Georgia with a bow. I don't have that deer on camera yet. I'm going to find him. I'm going to seek him out, and I'm going to go back to hunting because I feel like with the feed and with the cameras and stuff, man, it's made me less of a hunter. And people's like, well, do you really believe that? They've asked me that. Absolutely, 100%. It has made me a lazy deer hunter in Georgia. Let, let, let's, let me ask you this. What if Georgia's come out tomorrow, new bill, no baiting allowed? And I could see this. So don't, you know, don't be, oh, no, they're not going to do that. I could see that with this turkey decline that we're having. If they came out tomorrow and said, no more baiting, no more supplemental feed, no salt, anything, would your cameras that you have currently out in Georgia be in the places they are? No. Exactly, and I think, and I'm not. Mine wouldn't either. Mine are there because they're on a food source. And I remember growing up when I was a kid. And again, I know we won't go too deep in the weeds here, but when I grew up as a kid, bow season because we were such big gun hunters. Bow season, you find him something to eat over there. <laughs> You're eating flies, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> bow season was a time for us to scout here in the South. That was like the time we went in the woods. We didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. We was getting ready for the gun season. But we would go find those early season horn trees and those tree lines, and that's where we'd set up our stands. And I think, like you said, it took us away from that, making, making these bait stations to see our – and, yes, we're checking inventory, but we're also not we're, – we're hunting that inventory, expecting that deer to show up because it showed up on our phone. And, and we need to get back to the old way of hunting and quit worrying about that and get where the deer's at, just like Rendell said. Tyler, do you think it's made you a different hunter having bait out and being able to hunt over bait? Oh, absolutely. Do you think that you will uh, you will hunt the same way this year as you have in years past, um, or are you going to try something different? Have you got a different strategy in mind? Or I'm really wanting to try the mock scrape idea. That I've been watching a lot of videos on that. Um, and that's something I definitely want to try to implement this year. I love it. And, and I think that topic of discussion – needs to be more in depth because frankly I'm I don't like feeding corn because it's expensive as crap for one. I mean it's a high dollar thing. I don't get that many opportunities at a big buck if they're coming to a feeder. They're coming in at night and, and I just don't think that's the the narrative I want to drive for me to be a better and we talk about this a lot and we've made mention of the word stewardship. I don't think it creates a, a mentality of woodsmanship when you're hunting over bait. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. No. Am I going to do it? Yes. Don't yeah. don't take that wrong. But if I'm teaching Sawyer and he's coming along now and, and going to be getting more and more involved in hunting, I, I've seen myself become a lazy hunter. And so I'm teaching my, my son mm-hmm. to be a lazy. I'm not teaching him about trails and how to find pinch points the way that dad taught me. I'm not t- teaching him how to hunt you know, the hardwood and pine where the, the acorns are falling or where they're coming out of bedding. You're not teaching that. And if you're just throwing out a corn pile and taking your kid out there and throwing them in a ground blind, I've said it time and time again. Don Higgins said it back in that. You're not teaching that kid anything about woodsmanship. 
Not saying there's anything wrong with it. This is just my opinion, so don't beat me up when you hear this, people. I'm not bashing anybody for it. I'm just taking a little bit of a different narrative approach to the way that I want to continue my career on the and I would say the latter, you know, the second half of my career as a deer hunter. I think I want to be a more of a steward to the craft, to the woods, and get back to hunting instead of trying to kill. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, and and like you said, don't beat us up over this because I still gonna put around a trail camera and I'm still gonna wake up at three o'clock in the morning to check it and yeah. and send a picture out to my buddy when I when I got one. But you know, maybe think about am I putting this on there just to get inventory? And now I got my inventory. Let me move these closer into bed. And I know we've had those conversations with Jason Lewis. So maybe it's time. And, and, and it's really a learning curve for me with the Illinois thing, because this is on my second year running them. I'm not getting deer on camera up there right now, which I know they're on a food source, but we can move on from that topic. But we'll, we'll hit, we'll hit this later on. Let me ask you this though, while we're still at it, when you practice shooting, your bow, mm-hmm. and everybody's hot in the topic of practicing right now. We just had the bow shoot. What yardage do you practice at? Typically for a Georgia person growing up, 20 to 40. Okay, so Nothing 20, more. 30, 40 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you go into the woods, where are you putting corn out at? 20 yards probably yeah. Yeah. within yeah. within reason. Let's say you go to the Midwest. You've sat six, seven weeks in a stand looking at a 20-yard corn pile. Deer comes in, you shoot a deer there. Boom, 20 yards. Another deer comes in, boom, 20 yards. You're confident in your ability to make that shot at 20 yards. Let's say you do that for several years. You hunt over that same bait pile. And I'm talking to young hunters here, and I'm talking on the narrative that we're trying to teach young hunters. We're teaching them the ability to be able to harvest a deer at 20 yards stopped standing still Mm -hmm. we're not teaching them how to accurately depict where to stop that deer in the woods deer's coming down a trail you're hunting in the midwest or anywhere for that matter that you can't bait you don't know where to stop that deer if you've only ever shot a deer at 20 yards might be at 26 maybe at 31 you have to pick where to stop that deer at range it or or you know hang tape the days there was no range finders i do yes i remember having oh, no yeah. range finder and thinking well i've got to go into this and i've got to walk this off and hang a piece of tape uncle Weber used to talk about hanging flagging tape you know they'd mark it all around their stand at 20 yards so they knew where it was at and most of the time they couldn't shoot past that it was 20 right. 30 yards and i think we're doing an injustice to young hunters and teaching them to hunt over bait yeah it's cool to be able to have deer come in but you're you're not learning to struggle having to sit there they're, and hunt them. They're not until it happens to them, and then they learn from their mistakes, just like the rest of us. So, I do think I do see your side of it, you know, because we do we we're just we're comfortable with it. You That's know? right. We can just pull we can just pull up to a spot, throw a bag of corn out, wait a couple of days, run in there when the deer starts. And I'm showing saying it. I'm yeah, doing it. I mean, I'm doing this. <laughs> but I but mean. until you but until you've lived it, you, you we can preach it to a blue in the face on here, you know. Yeah, but, and I just think it's something to think about. You know, think about that when you're when you're teaching someone to hunt, teach them woodsmanship first. I think but, that's a key thing. I'll say this: there's some good bow shooters out here in North Georgia. Man, <laughs> let me tell you what. So, recap on on the weekend of the bow shoot. First time we've had an open. We had a little close close knit group of friends last year. I think we had what twelve targets 
last year, yeah. plus a, a guess the yardage, plus a long shot. So we we sat in your backyard and, and shot targets, and, and what a time it was. And we knew it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. When the idea came into our minds what we wanted to do this year, you and I got to talking. I'm like, man, let's let's open it up. And you're like, dude, let's do it. You know, let's let's see what we can do. So we started planning this thing out, and we put it out. The first fifty to come in would get registered in, and we can give Cody all the hard time we want to about it. He worked his butt off getting oh, yeah. the, the the sponsorships. He worked his butt off on getting the target sponsorships. He worked his butt off on getting prizes donated. So I'm gonna give him a pat on his sick wearing back for for a second here because he did work his butt off for he that. He did, and I'm glad he's not here. Would be buying new headphones. Yes, yes, because they'd be blown out. He'd, he'd knock them. He'd knock a window out with them. But it was it was great to see once we got everything laid out, and we had a ton of ton of great we did. prizes. I we mean, did. Vortex was gracious enough to donate us a rangefinder and all the bags and stickers and stuff that they sent. So thank you very much to the people at Vortex Optics for sending that. Uh, we did a drawing for that. Tyson Childers, of course, won that. Lucky dog he is. He <laughs> won the range finder, and it was a random draw of those first 50. And I think the way that that Jessica and Bethany and the girls, when they drew them out, they were literally, they would have them come up, and they'd register, and they'd say, all right, there's four of y'all together. Y'all got to break up. And they'd say, hey, number 26, come on, you're going with these guys. Or, hey, number 34, you're going with these guys. And they broke it up. And I looked around at, at groups, and, and there would be like one person in the group. Over half of the people that showed up here, we had 97 shooters. Over half of them I had never met before or I had never had any interaction with outside of a trade show. Facebook, Instagram, we knew who they were, maybe by their name, mm-hmm. but there was a ton of people here that I had no idea There was a ton of were. people I didn't know here and. And it was a good turnout. Um, the ladies done fantastic job. Tyler's wife Ree came over and kicked butt up there with them too. And and I could I could you know I come over there to you right when we was getting ready to announce the um, winners of the thing. And and you and Cody were giving out the prizes, naming out the prizes. And I went back over there and I was talking to Jessica trying to figure out make sure she had everything. She's like, "Here's the top three. And I was like, "Well, I said I hate to do this to you, but let's call out the top ten. And uh, because we did have so many shooters, so she went back and figured it. And I could just see the excitement in her face and her voice. And I come back over to you and I said, hey, let's let her announce this. And I think she was really excited for the guy that finished second place more than anything because he was holding the lead for the longest time until first place come in. But I think that just put a smile on her face and she was glad to be here working. So Tyler, tell Ree thanks. Cody, um, Cody needs to tell Bethany thanks. And of course, you need to tell Jessica thanks. But. Everybody, everybody chipped in and worked, man, and, and we learned stuff we're not going to do again. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, if mean, you listen to this, sorry for the paper targets. We, we know the paper it was targets a, held up really well after, yeah. we, after we got them on there. But those are some things, you know, parking and stuff like that we need to get figured out. And the rain got us. But um, all in all, it was good. You ever been riding down the road, seeing a piece of property that you couldn't live without? Or maybe just wanted to sell your own land? Give our boy Cal Hardy with Whitetail Properties a call. 770-296-2163. Day or night, or check him out on Facebook. I, I, I couldn't be more excited for the people that actually showed up and stayed with us. I mean, we had people driving in from Tennessee, North Carolina, Texas, Louisiana, and, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, we made we made more friends. I mean, some people we just met at the Alabama Deer Expo 
met those guys. They seen it on Facebook or whatever. We told them about it, and they drove. They hopped in a truck and come over and shot. Well, and you talk about the guys coming into town. Uh, let's rewind back to Friday. So, um, at the, on the last episode we dropped, you'll hear us talking about the night before the bow shoot, and the guys from Cruiser came into town on Friday night. Chad, uh, West. let's see, Chad West, Hunter, and. Ed. Who was that other guy? Oh, oh Bergen. He came into town. <laughs> and, and they stayed with us uh, on Friday night, and they went to your house and yep. stayed, and we cut a show with them. And the opportunity to sit around and socialize and, you know, be at one. And I got to give a hats, top hats tip to our old buddy Matt Mulkey for coming over and cooking <laughs> for us. You know, he did an amazing job cooking tacos. Oh, oh. <laughs> Matt Santiago, he uh, they said he was the them boys from Tennessee said he was the whitest Hispanic that ever seen. That's right, that's right, and he did a great job. So thanks, thanks to Mulkey for coming over and cooking for us that night. And RP and Ricky rolled in here from Texas and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You know, really, RP was on the road for about fourteen hours. Mm-hmm. Got to Ricky's and then they drove in and to meet those guys and and for them to be. Exactly what I expected, but so much more. And I stayed out here talking to him on Friday night. Just that's right, because you had met Ricky. You hadn't met RP. Had I you? had never met either one of them. No, you met Ricky. At Alabama. Oh yeah, that's right. I apologize. Yeah, yep, you met Ricky met, at Alabama Deer Expo, but we'd, we'd never got to yeah. you know converse with yeah, each other. Yeah. And to be able to see them in person and and get to know them the way that I felt like we did this weekend, I just I, I can't say enough about them. I mean, it was it was absolutely amazing and conversations we were able to exchange with each other on friday night was was great and i came out here that next morning and ricky was three quarters way off his mattress rp was cuddled up in the ball they said i turned the air conditioner <laughs> off on him and i swear i did you forgot about old red who's that oh red oh red yeah who's old red oh long hair oh what was you I calling him? i ain't forgot what him was yet. you calling him? i got to get him in i got to get this in i got to get everybody else in because i've got something special planned for uh, a <laughs> balbo biggins <laughs> The 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 guys that were here from Cruiser, thanks to them, that were here on Friday night. The guys from all the way out west, the old boy from up north. When we first met him, it was it was pretty special, and and I knew it was going to be because he's young, and he had a desire to grow his own mindset in the uh, in the outdoor industry. What Levi's been able to do over the last I don't know twenty months since we had him on our show, eighteen months. It's been pretty good to watch. It's been incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took under, you know, Alan was was tutelaging. He worked with Matt Jennings. He's now working for Country Outdoors. And Levi was exactly what I expected him to be in person, but once again, so much more. Willing to help us with anything we wanted to do. That He's passing knowledge that he's caught from others, and he taught us stuff. He brought his dog with him, and his dog just – I mean, it was fun to have around Copper and him ran around the yard. And Levi piled right in here, son, just didn't even think nothing about it. And that next morning when I woke up, he was like, how early do you wake up? He's like, is this Alan Bullman here? He said, you're just like Alan, wake up early as could be. So, how come you cut their AC off? I did not touch the air. <laughs> I did. I think it was RP. He was he was the skinniest one in RP the RP slept over here by the studio part. And them boys, Ricky slept right by the AC. Ricky he might have blown right it off. He might have blown it off with his snoring, like y'all said. <laughs> no, he wasn't snoring. He didn't. He didn't snore much. Oh, he, he was, had his CPAP. Yeah, yep, he was laying off yep, the air mattress. Yep. He was laying with his head back, and it was so funny to see that next morning. Them but, boys were the first ones to sleep in the studio, weren't they? 
Oh yeah, first one to first one to sleep. <laughs> Maybe you slept out here time or two. But. Well, I passed out over on the floor a time or two, catch me a nap during the day when I'm supposed to be working. Adam, I'm sorry, I'm going to throw that out there. But it was it was good to see them here. And then that next morning at seven fifteen, when the truck started rolling in, I was like, "Uh oh, it's on now." And we had truck after truck after truck after truck after truck roll in. And I was like, Lord, we're going to run out of parking here. Once it stopped, though, you know, once everybody was yeah. here, it was pretty much they were here. And that's when I came up the hill. I was like, all right, yeah. we're good. Well, from the time from the time I got here, and, and like you said, the guys from Cruiser stayed with me, and we were trying to get going in the morning. Everybody was taking showers. And we got over here, and there was already some cars there. And I seen people up here talking with bows. And I thought, crap, I'm late. So I get out, and we just hit the ground running, going to put targets on, getting set up. It just had stopped raining. And it was wide open. I mean, me and Tyler oh, yeah. worked our butts <laughs> off putting them targets out. And we get done, and I mean, the line is 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 probably over a hundred yards long. People trying to sign up, they start getting signed up. We, you know, we're freaking out, making sure the targets are staying on. And all of a sudden, like you said, it just everybody was shot out. They were done, and it was like, like we were able to like kind of relax. And then I started shooting some footage and stuff like that, but. It was it was really exciting to see all these people coming up the driveway, man. All these people just coming up the driveway. And then you look over there and you see Chris, man, coming up that driveway on that wheelchair, dude. Dude, I bet his I bet I bet uh, he'd be on I'd over hate the, to, I'd hate to arm wrestle. Dude, him. he'd be on over the top, dude. Yes. I mean he was riding wheelies across that old slagstone out there. <laughs> but um just to see everybody's face and reaction and nobody was ever like Man, it's hot. Man, these targets ain't no good. Nobody was ever – nobody ever said – I never heard a negative word out there out of nobody. Nobody said, man, we should have done a shotgun start. Now, we'll probably do a shotgun start next year just to kind of get it flowing a little better. But once everybody got kicked off, I think everybody really enjoyed it. Everybody said the targets were set up. And it was set up fair. Yeah. It was a hunter's course. It was, we wasn't trying to – we wasn't trying to – make somebody lose errors or trick somebody or anything like that. It was just a, it was a shooter's course. And if you lost an error because of a target, I apologize. You know, we're, we're, we're working on that. If it was, if you shot through a target and it messed it up or whatever, we, we apologize. And, but nobody complained about that. They no. were, they were more than happy. They're like, yes, it is what it is. I'm good to go. And I know some other people, you know, the whole Friday night, the cruiser guys was talking about, they were wanting to go out and Chad had brought his longbow and, they were wanting to jump out in front front of the crowd and come back around, but again, I think we we didn't realize how quick people was going to be here, and they were setting up their stuff and to show the saddles off and stuff like that. But I, it just I don't know. I just can't I can't thank everybody. And Black Rifle Coffee, Tyler got that deal kicked off. Cody started calling and talking to him. Man, they showed up and they really like at first when I first walked up to them, I was like, man, they look pretty. They look like they're kind of out of place or something like that. But by the end of the day. Dude, they were excited. The owner was going to come up there. He wasn't able to get by here, but I'm glad they showed up. Yeah, we're going to have to go down there and do an episode. They're wanting us to come in to the coffee shop and, and cut an episode with them, which I'm more than happy to yeah. do. I think it'd be a fun thing to do, kind of tell everybody we're going to be there if they want to come by and see us, people from Woodstock or Marietta, or come by and visit with us. But definitely appreciate them. They came up, they served coffee, and i tell you what was funny about it was – the the young lady that was here, she was talking about early on how much she liked shooting a bow when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, my goodness, it's so much fun to, to be out here and amongst y'all. And Neil, Neil's family lives just over the hill here. They had moved up here to Waleska, so he kind of knew the area a little bit. 
And he said, I wish I'd have brought my bow. He said, this is so much fun. He said, y'all are so different and so hospitable. And I, I just felt like everybody that was here, you know, we had Cal Hardy from Whitetail Properties. He was here with his with his stuff set up and telling people about property. And then he, him and Mayo ran the long shot over there. And I think they had a ton of fun with that. And you had, you know, Cherokee feed and seed. Colton was set up and brought a ton of stuff. <laughs> And uh, I know why you're laughing. He, he gave you down the road. <laughs> oh, boy, he should have. I, I'm sorry about that, Colton. And if you're looking for any feed and stuff and you're in the Alpharetta or Gainesville area, Cherokee Feed and Seed is there as well. So, But I think Colton got to see an idea about who we are. And we've never really met Colton outside of you know seeing him at a show or two and getting to talk to him. But the opportunity to get to speak with him. And then Lindsey Bishop, realtor, local to Waleska here, believes in us enough to come up here and want to do a gun giveaway. She came in, set up, gave a gun away. Luke Hembry was the winner of that. They went down. They had an awesome time uh, going down and actually talking afterwards. She said Luke was so appreciative of that and winning that. Luke's dad came with him, you know, and that was, he said afterwards, he said, this is one of the funnest things I've ever done. Yeah. He said, it was great. He said, I'm just Was he the gentleman in overalls? No, the, I don't know what the gentleman in overall's name was. I met him, and and but I can't remember. So if you listen, I apologize that I didn't remember your name. But no, I I didn't catch his name. Um, he was the guy in the blue shirt, bigger fellow that was you know big, broad shouldered, healthy guy, and he was the one walking around with with Luke. And I forget what group he was in, but we had young shooters, we had older shooters, we had some guys that were in their fifties that were up here shooting and practicing. Had guys all the way down, our kids all the way down into the the single digits, and. We let them go around the course and shoot just like everybody else, and I think that was a lot of fun for them. Let's, I kind of made a note here to stop you real quick on that. Do you think we maybe should cater to more of a kid's class next time and break it up? So we absolutely we should. More kids get involved, and even if it's just like a six or eight target. I think we do. I, I think we take and, and we maybe do like one, two, three in the normal target span and then have like four set up for you know anybody to shoot kid but i talked to to jeremy and he said that man the kids are shooting great at this course y'all most of the targets i didn't realize until we went back around and got soaking wet that evening were 20 yard targets yeah so we had sat it up the way you know they could enjoy it as well and there were a few of targets that were a little longer and i just told them i said let them kids go as close as they want to shoot. Yeah. You know, if they need to walk up closer, let them go. And if somebody complains about that, I'm sorry, you know, just just let them shoot and enjoy their time. But I never heard any negativity out of that. And having them involved in this sport, that's that's what was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Are you thinking about buying or selling land in this crazy real estate market? Give our boy Zach Bobo a call. He's a full-service real estate company that services all of North Georgia, and they've been ranked number one for all your buying, selling, or investing needs for three years running. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Zach Bobo Real Estate or online at ZachBobo.com. Do you remember the top three people's names that won? I do. Yeah. Um, it was Mr. Ivy. Yep. Won first place. Yep. Second place was Rowdy Townsend, and third place was... I don't know. I told you all he looked like 
Brandon Danker last night. Gosh, what was his name? I can't remember what his name was, and I apologize if you listen to this, and I didn't remember your name. There were so many names called out there. Yeah, I, we got a video of it, and we're going to post something to YouTube with everything going. But what I was going to say to that, that Tyler Ivey, he, and I don't think he was meaning nothing mean anything by it, but he posted, he tagged us in a Facebook post and said that he had won the Talk About It Outdoors bow shoot, and he said, not too bad for a guy that carries his airs in his back pocket. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was funny, but I did. Well, one of the funnest things that I heard, um, a gentleman was sitting on the porch out here with his wife, girlfriend, whatever he was. Um, they were sitting on the porch out here, and I walked up, and he said, he stopped me there, and he said, you, you're one of the guys that put this on, right? And I said, yeah. I said, it takes a team of us. And he said, I just want you to know that the fellowship and, and, and everything, that the like-minded people being here together is what this country needs more of. And he said, and it, it makes my heart so happy to see young guys doing this. And I think, I don't know that anyone that wasn't here will realize it, but every person that came here saw it and made mention of it in some way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. even the ones that don't talk much on how much work that was put into this. Uh it was a it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of work that, but it was all worth it in the end. I I never felt like I was well Sunday morning when I was picking them targets up out there. I was I had to get them up. I was like I want this done with. It was I was like this is, I ain't putting these things all the way down here again. <laughs> but no, I'll have a cart path down wherever we're at so I can drive. Yeah, I'll bring out Skidster over here. We're gonna get Logan Severe to cut us a trail. Yeah, to every target and have it cleared <laughs> out. And you ain't shooting in the woods next time, but. Um, the guys that came from so far away, you know, uh, Jeremy Pinnell, what a guy. I mean, yeah. I, I, we met Jeremy at a couple of shows, and we actually met Jeremy through a show at GON the first time we went. And he drove all the way up here from Monroe or, or pretty far south. I think he said two, two and a half hours. Yeah, came all the way up here to, to shoot it and brought his buddy with him. And he actually won, I forgot what he won, bought an RP Scritchfield knife. Oh, he bought wow. one of the Scritchfield knives here and – I just I can't say enough good things about it. And then going into Saturday, uh, we had lunch. Lunch was catered in Williamson Brothers Barbecue. They worked on it, worked out a deal with us um, for it to be, you know, a, a great time feeding wise. We had more food than we needed, and everybody got to eat, which I'm okay with. I don't yep. mind having, you know, I'm, I'm I'm glad that we had enough for everyone to enjoy it. Um, might need to get a few more cases of water next time. I didn't really account for us having water out on the course, but I'm glad we were able to provide that. Uh, thankful to all the sponsors who got targets. I don't want to go through and mention them all because I know I'll forget somebody, but the 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 people that came and supported us for this first event, I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, everyone that was involved, everyone that sent stuff to us to do giveaways with. Uh, Jeff from Buck Fever Seed Company sent some seed down. 4S had, had got with uh with Cherokee and and sent some stuff mm -hmm. over. We had all kinds of stuff. The bow hunting league, the bow hunting league, you know, sent all over hunt stand. I mean, we had prizes. Foot on the head, guys. They sent prizes. I, out of out of probably ninety seven shooters that got a ticket for the entry, and there was a few more people that bought entries into the giveaways. There probably wasn't many people that didn't didn't win something. Yeah, didn't walk. Away I mean, with we something. we had. You know, and 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 I feel sorry for people that didn't because we did have so many prizes. Um, but I think that was good for us to have those prizes, be able to get. And everybody stayed around, stayed around, taught, eat, fellowship. And I think Adam did. Adam Cornelison, he won a target from Whitetail yep. Properties. Yep. yep. 
and there was one more guy. I think it was one of the guys from Flowery Branch that he was. Fr- he came with the guy that won the long shoot, and then Ricky Bayham won the cruiser saddle. Um, wasn't it funny? It was kind of like divine intervention for us to pull Ricky's name out of the hat. Yeah, because. He literally sat here the night before and said, I'm going to get into that cruiser. You know, I'm going to try it out tomorrow. He tried it out. He shot out of it, and he won the saddle. He won, and he walked right over there to Chad, got his saddle, and bought everything else to go with his platform, his um, straps, everything. So I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm thoroughly excited with it. I can't wait for next year. I, maybe Maybe next year we can get a little more figured out. Maybe we can run two of them. Well, I can tell you one thing. The rain probably saved us 50 shooters from showing up. I'm, oh, I'm honestly sure. believe yeah. that, that the rain, because there's people like, man, did it not rain at you? And I'm like, no, nah, it didn't rain. And there were guys busy with stuff. You know, Fowler, he called me, said he was busy working on his house. Justin Cox, he didn't get to make it. Um, Hank Crow said his kids had got sick. Mark Tucker didn't get to make it because they were sick. But there was, there was a ton of people that didn't get to come that wanted to be here. No, But I tell you what tickled me when I saw Joe and Mark Walking up that driveway, brought they brought Dylan and Wiley over. Joe Deboard walked up to me. He said, son, that's the biggest thing to hit Wallace, and I don't know how long. But I think that goes to show the opportunity we have to do so much more in our community, and we have to bring awareness to what we're trying to do. It doesn't only bring awareness to the podcast, but it brings together a, a, an idea that outdoorsmen can gather and be like-minded, and they can enjoy themselves. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily equate, like we say often, people think this is just a podcast, mm-hmm. and it's so much more to us. And I think everybody that was here saw it wasn't just a bow shoot. I mean, you had people out here working. Uh, Mitchell and Julia came and set up. They worked their butts off serving barbecue. Yeah. I mean, they had no – I've never met them before. They're really good friends with Cody, but they took the time to come up here and set up barbecue, work out here, and and thankful for them. I mean, it takes a lot of hands to make something like this work, and I don't know. I love it. What do you think of it, Tyler? Oh, I had a blast. What'd I can't you, wait for next year. What do you think walking around just listening to people talk? That was the most awesome part is just, you know, the people that didn't know each other. You know, like my buddy Nate from North Carolina, he came down. He didn't know anybody here. And yet the team he, you know, got paired up with by the end of the shoot, I seen him out there talking, cutting them up, having a good time. So yeah, that was definitely the coolest part. Yeah, that's what, you know, golf's a lot of the same ways for the people that do play golf. You'll get you'll go to these tournaments and get paired up with people, and you're like, man, I don't really want to play with somebody else. I want to play with my buddies. And then after about the second hole, man, you're right. you're, you're just best friends, you know, and and I think it does a lot of good. That's, that's even going all the way back to the bow hunting league, you know, kind of what they're doing is you just find those friendships and throughout throughout an outlet. You just need it. People just need that outlet to find a way to talk to other people. Prime example, you look at our good buddy Ed now. He he come down here and had the best, probably one of the best weekends according to him that he's had in a long time, you yep. know. Yep. But he found that outlet through Cruiser Saddles. And like you sat here and said the other night, where we started, where all these people started, we just kind of waterfalled down to all these different places, how we've met this person, how we've met this person, what that door's open for us, what that door's open for them. And and I think that can go along with anybody's life. If you just if you'll let that door open and just walk through it and don't be scared of it, just keep going. Yeah, and thankful to to Bryce and David 
uh, for coming up and setting up their, their archery shop stuff. Kind of, if anybody needed anything worked on, I think there were several people that yeah. stopped by over there and saw them. They only got through, what, the first or second target, and something happened to somebody's bow. Yeah, and they had and to they come had, up here and fix it. They had it. to stop and come I back. I think it was in their group, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, it, it was in their group. Um, I'm trying to think. Tyler Dawkins, he uh, he was in the last group with Ryan and um, a couple of those other guys, and his he had a thumb release. And his thumb release had a Allen head in the top of it that would keep it from falling out, and he would have to put pressure on it to keep it from falling out. He lost the Allen head, or, the, oh, or not the Allen mm. head, but the um, uh, the screw that held it held it on. It was funny to see the guys that we met early on at the uh, the original GON show, the first show that we mm-hmm. really ever did. There was a guy that bought a bow sight for view here. Yeah. What was his name? I can't remember what his name is, but he Mr. Jew. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he beat you out of that site didn't he i told him out there on the course i said you still owe me 20 bucks man i got so tickled <laughs> i got so tickled out there i felt bad for this guy this guy was shooting with them and he had glasses on and 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 i'm not laughing at people with glasses but i'm laughing at that boy pulled, pulled back that bow he pulled back as soon as he got it back he rested that thing on his face and he breathed out and his glasses just boop they fogged, fogged over, over. <laughs> he said he let back down he said somebody else is gonna have to go i can't see and they and they said do you get any anti-fog i said alex has probably got some shit up there if you can find it but. yeah i couldn't find it i've been hunting that stuff I'm, I'm i'm gonna get up there in them totes and dig around and see if i can find it you know you talk about glasses dad when we was when i was a kid he he wore glasses and he would always push his glasses up before yeah. he drew his bow I, I saw him do it a thousand times well he had lasik done and i was still a kid when he had his lasik done and i can remember after he had got his lasik done and us shooting bows he was still into archery pretty big he would push on his nose <laughs> it wouldn't be nothing there he would try to push his glasses up it was just yeah. a habit for him to do that i've so. never thought about that though so that, that's got to be tough on an early season georgia or you know alabama wherever hunter when it is foggy like that and wet and stuff, it's yeah. got to be tough wearing glasses out there. Because could you imagine if if you're sitting there in the in a stand or a saddle or something like that, and a big old 130 inch buck come walking up, you pull back on that thing and, whoo, and boom, <laughs> right there. Um, funny, funny. You know, we're talking about trail cameras. I'm sitting here checking mine right now. I got two big nannies standing under my feet or in my in my future food plot that i'm getting ready to plant right you, now you you gonna shoot a nanny early season uh i am gonna shoot a doe i, I want i want to shoot a doe i ain't nothing wrong with shooting does i i want to i want to i want to shoot some deer this year i, I really I, i've not shot but one deer with my bow since i i really got back into bow hunting again and i want to i want to knock down some deer i want to just i want to do it just because i can i mean i, I i'm okay with cleaning deer meat i don't mind doing it especially since i got this kitchen built out here in the shack now i can stand out there with a fan running i can cut up deer meat i don't care need some jerky yeah i need some deer meat myself so i'm looking to uh i'm looking to take some out do you think that going into 2022 deer season you're going to hunt differently because of the podcast um other than the saddle because it's going to be our first full season in the saddle um and i don't i don't think so I think it's going to um, – You aren't going to – Do you even bed hunt, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes back to what I said about those trail cameras. I'm going to get where they live. Um, it's it's probably going to make me hunt a little different, but I also want to kind of go back to like what we're talking about too. I want to go back to our roots. I want to have fun with it. I don't – I mean, I want to kill a big deer just as much as anybody, but I, I want to enjoy it 
and hopefully we can find somebody out there that hasn't been hunting it that we can get into it. I'd like to see that and do some filming. I want to get up above you boys this year. I, I, that's kind of my goal, like you said. I want to go. I want to go hunt with some boys and get some stuff on camera. I really want to learn that camera side of it. I want to kill some of my bow. I'm on a dry streak, um, but I guess that's it. Are you in need of forestry mulching tree services, hauling, grading, and excavation in the southeast? Well, give our buddy Logan Severa a call with LRS Land Services. You can head over to Facebook, Instagram, and check out his work, or give him a call at 404-889-1105. Stop putting off clearing that back for you and give our boy a call. I guess opening weekend, since you're not going to be in town, I'm not going to get to go and sit with you. You going to be ready to hunt Sunday? I I think I'll be. That'll be seven days. I, I should have enough brownie points up by then. I should be able to get back and get in the stand. Well, I tell you what. Let's do this. Let's let's get – why didn't go knock down that deer on Saturday? We'll get it knocked down. I'll take some good pictures for him, take, lay down some good film for him. Then Sunday, I'll just come pick you up. I mean, you'll go knock one down. We'll just go ahead and get open the weekend, knock off of the <laughs> Get it out of the way. Get just, it out of the way. Get the monkey off her back. Start doing some editing. Well, you hey, from what I've seen out of you, you got the editing game coming on point. Yeah, I want to. Of course, I want to get better at it. And- hey, and if you hear this episode, we got we've been talking back and forth. What do you want to see out of the videos? Do you want to see us drop a video every every week or every other week as season progresses, or do you want us to wait till after season and drop it next year? What do you want to see out of that stuff? I know what we're gonna do. <laughs> you putting pressure on me? <laughs> yeah, I know what we're gonna do, but or what we're talking about doing, but. From the listener's standpoint, do you want to see us drop one or two videos a month? I mean, given the team that we've got put together here and everybody's ambition to want to film, I mean, I know Tyler and Caleb are going to work their butts off in in filming. They did during turkey season. You and me are going to do some filming and stuff together. I'm going to do some filming and stuff with Cody. And I'm sure Mark and and Cody have have really impressed me with their talk as of late wanting to do filming. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if they're going to do much, but they are really impressing me a lot with that. And then we got Jason Lewis, no telling where he's going to go and knock one down. So I think that spin it back to what we – and we haven't really done a a post-show since we got back from Alabama. What an opportunity for us all to get together and, and really solidify this team for what it means to us with what we got to experience in Alabama. I mean, we've got a video coming very soon for a young man that you were, you know, gracious enough to go and buy a turkey call for. We met some new folks in Alabama that could blossom into no telling what kind of relationship for the future. It's so funny how we looked at this thing in the very beginning is, ah, we're going to do a podcast. We ain't doing no filming. Mm-hmm. To, oh, we're doing some filming. Oh, well, let's still do a trade show. Oh, let's do three trade shows. Oh, let's be at the NWTF and be recognized by people. Oh, let's go to Alabama to a new state. And, of course, people's walking up asking me if I want my ass whooped because they saw the TikTok <laughs> videos going on. But it's it's just crazy to me how far we've been able to come in less than two years. <laughs> we we've been climbing some mountains boys <laughs> i told uh gary stover with uh, the turkey hunter magazine he and i talked last night and uh he said y'all been at this pretty good while hadn't you four or five years really i was oh yeah 100 percent. i said gary we started november of 2020 he said what he said how did y'all i mean what are y'all doing and i said we grinded we don't let up 
We ain't, we're relentless in our pursuit of what we want to achieve. And I cannot think, uh, thank everybody involved with us now enough for the work they put in in Alabama. Tyler and Caleb, they came in hot. Booth setups, target setups here. Caleb's off in La La Land on he, he, he's, he's really on that. Oh, yeah. He's oh, really yeah. on that. You going to get on him about that, Tyler? We're going to we're going to make him earn his stripes right. back after That's missing right. that one. I do got a question for Tyler though. I don't want you to answer, Alex. Just set back a second, Tyler. You don't know a trip advisor we could book, do you? <laughs> we're looking. We're looking for a sponsorship on the show. If anybody out yeah. there books trips, trip is that what they're called? Trip That's advisor. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're looking for. If anybody out there is looking for one, we're we're in need of one. Our current one has been fired. <laughs> uh, yeah, we 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 relieved him of his duties. You can come back in. Who was the trip advisor? You. <laughs> oh gosh, you talking about? Look, now listen. listen. Let, let, no, let me paint the picture for you. We head over to Alabama. What up, blood? What, <laughs> what up, blood? What, listen, what listen up, we blood? go to Alabama. Place is beautiful. Not knocking the place. It's a nice place, house wise. Get over there. It's about ten, ten thirty Georgia time, nine thirty there. We're rolling down the street. <laughs> Cruising down the street in my six though. Yeah. Yeah. I thought EZE was gonna come out around the corner. We get down through there, me and Cody were sitting in the front seat and we look at one another thinking, Damn that dot on that screen on your truck is getting awful close to where our house is and we look like we're still in the hood. Yeah. Well, guess what? We was. We're on Night Street. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the thing about it is we didn't have any issues staying there. No, we didn't. And it was it was a beautiful house. I mean, and it, I like how the lady said, "You said we're from North Georgia." You told the lady that we rented from. We're from North Georgia. We're not used to this. She said, "Oh, you're fine." And then we see a guy three days later and said, "Ugh, I don't know if I'd stayed down there." Yeah, I probably would have found somewhere else to say. So maybe not best to pick the cheapest place in Birmingham. We wasn't the only ones that stayed in the hood. Yeah, though. the cruiser saddle guys <laughs> did too. But we didn't have any issues. I mean, we went and had some amazing food. We ate and then we went back and went to bed. I mean, we all slept with our pistols on our chest. <laughs> yeah. It was everybody it was, was taking night watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was I mean, it was it was great and it worked out for the best. I mean, we made it made it out safe. And so well, when when, you, when we pulled up in there, we pulled, and I walked around back. I come back around there and said, boys, the AC has got a metal cage built around it. I think we better watch our backs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we saw two people out at night. Yeah. <laughs> so we're the only ones standing on the porch. Poor Cody wouldn't give that one guy a cigarette. Yeah, that guy just wanted a little smoke. Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that that house had ever been through what it went through, though. Yeah. No, no I can <laughs> I almost know, say. I don't know if there's ever been a blessing out there on the front porch uh, no, as it no. went through that the, night. The, I was expecting somebody to come out next door to us and, and start I bet, shouting. I bet they ain't never played no Keith Whitley in that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, no, George Strait has never, or George Jones has never That's traced right. that porch. No. But it was a good time. And it all worked out. We made it home safe. And I told you this over there, and I, and I really believe this. And I, I think I told Ricky and RP when they got here. And it may be just because we were up front here and we were towards the back at NWTF, but I really do think that there's more people come through that door in Alabama than there was in NWTF. And maybe I'm right or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But there was a lot of people, and there was a lot of people stopped by our booth and talked to us. They did, and and a lot of people learned what a podcast was, um, and, and 
you know, hats off to, to Marty Moore for letting us borrow that trailer the two weekends and hauling stuff. Tyler, you know, tell your dad, thank you so oh, yeah. much. Cause we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have got 100%. by without that trailer. No. Um, it was, it was great to have. And, and Marty, we appreciate it. We appreciate the target sponsorship she did for the bow shoot continues to support us because he believes in you being a part of our team. Right. I've talked to your dad a couple of times since then, and he's been very excited for you to be a part of us now. And, so thanks for thanks for that, man. I appreciate you lining that up, oh, kicking, yeah. kicking him in the butt, saying, "Hey, the boys need the trailer." <laughs> but right. we uh, we appreciate that very much. And for anyone that's been involved, don't don't think I've left you out on purpose. There's no one that that I can. There's many hands that's went into play for for getting this worked out and making it happen. You know, if if we made anybody mad turning in the wrong driveway and you listen to the show, I apologize. Sorry. You know, we won't. We'll try not to let it happen again. I, if I hadn't wrote that sign down there with the number two pencil, like Nick said, it would have been a lot better. Um, who do you want to see on the upcoming episodes? Is there want, anybody in mind? Yeah. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, Dan DeWitt coming on an episode. Um, I tell you what, I've had three people call me today after that Rendell Eric episode dropped asking me questions, so I'd like to see Rendell come back. Oh, yeah. I would love to spin up and, and and get to talk to some of the guys that we've had from the past to see where they're at now. You know, Greg Glessinger's got a new thing going on with 10X TV. Sean Lundy's got Lundy Life. He's left jury now, and it's been announced. I would love to see what Midwest Whitetail's got going on, but I'd also like to spin up and see what we've got locally going on. We've had a lot of people on we're definitely going to have to do a show after November when we take Shad to the Midwest for the first time. Mm-hmm. We've got some people that might be joining us uh, that, that'll go unnamed at this time that uh, we'll get to experience the Midwest for the first time as well. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's just a, it's a different feel for me this year because – and and people talk about putting pressure on themselves for the season, and I just don't do that anymore. I just want to enjoy it. I want to go and film and do the things that we get to do and – you know, I just I look around at things like that happened this past weekend as as a blessing that that they just can't you can't describe the fun that we get to have doing what we do to anyone that doesn't get to experience. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, somebody else that came to the show and brought you know he brought his whole family or to the shoot brought his whole family with him. Greg Cagle, you know, you and Greg had a great conversation out there. He brought his whole family with him to enjoy the day. I mean, the boys got to come. Uh, Cam and and everybody was here. Then they got to enjoy it and they got to see it. Sierra brought you know her boyfriend with her and they got to just enjoy it and see what we're all about. Greg's been a longtime supporter of the show. He's listened to a lot of our episodes and he's always gave us positive feedback. He was a target sponsor here, and I tell you somebody else that I'm I'm really really proud to see the things that they're doing as the Backwoods Fate Boys. Mm-hmm. You know, Chandler and, and JC, JC was here every day that we needed him to do something. And I am so thankful for them. They, they donated a, a Tacticam reveal to give away for the shoot. And JC is just a guy. I mean, you got to commend him, man. He was here every moment of every day. I mean, helping us set stuff up and, and he wants to, to, to help us any way he can. So we appreciate them very much. Tyler, anybody you want to say get on the show? Man, I don't know. There's a lot of lot of good guests I think we could have. Or um, any topic, I should say. Man, I can't think of anything right offhand. We got a good top we got a good show coming out probably shortly after this one here that you hear. That'll be uh it'll be about taking photos while you're hunting. And it, and it's not necessarily pertain to filming or um taking the best picture out there in the it is taking the best picture in the field, but it's not 
with the high quality camera. It's basically just taking your phone and taking good pictures for to share later because some of the things that we see now that we used to do, we want to get better out to be able to share those memories for a lifetime with someone. So that's going to be a little short episode, and I think it'll help people because <laughs> I used to be guilty of it the way I would take pictures, and um, and I'm not the best at it, but I think it'll be good. So I think there's some good episodes coming up. Um, we don't really have a, a big name lined up yet, um, but we're going to find him soon. We got Nick Wilson. We got Alex DeBoer, Tyler Moore, Cody Watson, <laughs> Mr. Mayo and Mr. Tucker, and we, Jason Lewis might come on and tell us one. What, what about old uh, Pitts? He's doing something on his own now, ain't he? I yeah, I know he left. Uh, I know he left the Hunt Club. Did he? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's Didn't out on the happen. Hunt Club. Yeah, um, he started Michael Pitts Outdoors or something back up. I talked to. Well, wow. he's back with Realtree. Oh, is he? I talked to a guy in Alabama that said that I think it's Pitts' cousin. Told me he was back with huh. Real Tree doing stuff. He'd he'd kind of we'll have to get him back on. He'd he'd left the uh the hunt club. Hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that I need to go into details <laughs> on why. I was kind of gifted with that knowledge, but let him tell his story if he wants it told out there. But uh, Pitts was a fun one. That was a fun one to do. Get T Bone back on. Get us to tell how he's doing. Oh yeah. You know, spin up. Maybe we can, maybe we can kick chair out from over Waddell and get him to come on and be with us. Yeah. That Joker's hard to tie down. He just got some type of award, a Hall of Fame. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yep, inducted into the to the whatever outdoors Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to have any more special guests than what we already had, but it's it's been a fun run. This is into the thirties now for our episode count, and I tell you, man, it's it's getting stronger by the minute. I don't I don't regret. I don't dread doing a podcast ever i mean we we, we never once i you know oh we got to do a podcast tonight oh we got to do it you know we may be tired run down once we get firing on all cylinders it's so much fun oh, to yeah. talk to people so i think i'm good buddy I, i'm you know anybody's got any big deer on camera i know one i know one Is he gonna close in on it opening weekend uh, man, I don't know if he'll get it done opening weekend. The deer's not daylighting very much, or even now. I mean, this early in the season, but I do know of one that's that's close, close by, and he is an absolute. When I say a giant, it's it's going to turn some heads. And then I know some deer in the Midwest. Ooh boy, <laughs> some of these boys can get some of these deer that they're talking about knocked down. Mm-mm-mm. It's going to be something we're going to have to talk about. Better watch out for us, boys. Come on. Put it in there. Put him in one, Ed. Put him in one. <laughs> Got to get that shirt made. Tyler, thanks for coming tonight. We yeah, appreciate man. you, buddy. As always, Nick, it's been fun. And thanks to everybody that came and saw us at the World Deer Expo. Thanks for anybody who supported us and came out to the uh, to the bow shoot. Uh, there's a lot more to come on that. We've got a lot of fun playing for it. And I think the funnest thing that we've got going on right now is just seeing – the train ain't ro- ain't stopped rolling yet. I mean, it's it's keeping on, keeping on. So, for everyone here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to thank you for being with us for this little old BS session, and we hope you're enjoying it. If you want to hear us get somebody on, send us a message. Go over to Apple, leave us a review if you would. We appreciate that as always. Spotify's kicking on all cylinders. I think you can leave reviews on Spotify now, even. And uh, check out the YouTube. We got some shorts going on over there on it. Some funny stuff. And uh, Nicholas is fixing to drop out some very, very cool footage. So for everyone here at Talk About It Outdoors, thanks for being with us. And remember, smile as you go, but don't forget, mount the memories.
Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Are you in need of a decluttering barn or garage slap full of stuff you just don't need? Or is your construction site needing a dumpster? Give our buddy Tony at Georgia Junk and Dumpster Rental a call. With services ranging from junk removal to roll-offs, Georgia Junk is here to help with any and all removal needs. If it's time to get that parking spot back or the boat needs a place inside, Tony and his team can surely assist. Servicing Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, and surrounding counties, give them a call at 404-406-3501 or check them out on Facebook at Georgia Junk. Clean up the yard in short order with Georgia Jones. 